This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. Hello, listeners. I'm Rhonda Underhill Gray, and welcome back to Because Braille, the podcast that tells the story of Braille. We're getting very close to celebrating World Literacy Day on January 4th. But before we do that, I'd like to remind you, you're not going to want to miss these next couple of podcasts. You're going to meet some amazing young people. So please do subscribe to Because Braille. First of all, you're going to meet Zachary. Zachary is a young man who won the Braille Creative Writing Contest for his age group. He not only won that contest, he won a trip to join us here in Toronto to collect his cash prize. While Zachary was in Toronto, he honored us with a visit in which we conducted this next interview you're going to hear. I'm sure you're going to enjoy meeting Zachary as much as I did. To learn more about the Braille Creative Writing Contest, please visit us at www.cnib.ca slash Braille Contest. Because Braille. Hi, my name is Rhonda Underhill-Gray. Welcome back to Because Braille. Today I'm speaking with, uh, I am Zach Abdallah, who is visiting us from... Calgary, Alberta. Yes, and Zach, what grade are you in? Uh, I'm in grade 8, not 7, 8. Okay. <laughs> Last year was grade 7, this yeah. year's grade 8. So I, sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm in grade 7. No way, I'm in grade 8. That's like when you have a birthday and, you know, for six months, before the birthday, you start talking about your new age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then once we get older, we stop talking about the new age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you just stay at a nice, like, 25. Yeah, I keep thinking something's wrong with my reality because my kids are older than I think I am, so mm-hmm. it works out well. <laughs> Yeah. So, Zach, why are you here in Toronto? Uh, I'm here in uh, Toronto, um, not to sightsee, although we might, um, but I'm here for the, um, so I won the National Braille Writing Contest, I'm pretty sure that's its official name, um, where a bunch of people from across Canada wrote um, either a story, so like a short story, mm-hmm. or um, I'm pretty sure it's an essay as well you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am. So there's a bunch of districts. So like you're not a kindergartner being compared to a grade twelver. Okay. Which is nice. So um, I, I won in my um, in your category. Category. That's what it's called. And what did you write? Uh, I wrote a short story. Okay. And what was it about? Uh, it was about um, some weird, creepy, haunted inn that also had a dragon statue that chased people. This is not a place where I would want to be. But these were not normal circumstances. I was going in. Women felt impossible. I wasn't paying attention. I was nowhere. I heard a crack. This can't be the end. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah. So you'll be uh, presenting and reading your story yeah, to will. us tomorrow yep. uh, at the, the Braille conference. Yes. So have you always used Braille, Zach? Uh, no, not always. Definitely not always. So wait, tell I would me be, about that. I would be way better at Braille if I didn't always use if I always used it. Anyway, um, so I started in grade six. Yeah, six. I started in grade six, um, and we did it. I don't remember how often, but like I, I was slowly improving my braille. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in grade seven, it kind of got more um, intense per se. So I had last period every day I had braille. 
um, out of like the six periods as well as lunch I had last period um, of every day I had braille um, and so then that's like I started so in grade six I started learning the alphabet and finished learning the alphabet and then grade seven I started on the a whole heap of contractions. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite contraction? Um, probably my favorite contraction uh, is the, because like the is actually like scientifically. Um, if you look at, they compiled a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. Um, and the was the most common word. Didn't somebody try trademarking that recently or something? The word the. Someone did. I don't remember that, but they might have, and that kind of sounds stupid. But okay. <laughs> I think it had something to do with the, with, I don't know what it had to do with, but anyway. Yeah. So, uh, you said that you've just, in two years, have three. Start, three years, started learning Braille, mm-hmm. and you've already competed and won a contest. Yes, um, although the contest was less about Braille, and uh, I already, so, okay, so what I did for to write the story, I wrote the story in um, print, Okay. Um, well, not in print, on my iPad, because okay. technology, woo. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it on an iPad using a Bluetooth keyboard and whatnot. Um, and then during Braille lessons, I would... Transcribe um, it. Yeah, transcribe it in with the all the contractions and whatnot. That's pretty cool. Do you use Braille for other things like games or... Um, no, not yet. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I might in... Uh, we're working towards like using it in other classes and whatnot, but not right now. So... Uh, Tell me about your decision to start using Braille or learning Braille. Uh, it's just like, so I, I can see enough to see print right now. Okay. And that's my primary use of stuff. But um, I have a very high risk of losing more vision. Okay. Which I have over the past couple years. Um, so the more vision I lose, the more Braille is helpful. So if I start learning it before, like, it's like how... Uh, it's like the same reason I started reason I started using a white cane. So I didn't need a white cane, but since my vision was like um, could decline very mm-hmm. quickly, um, I'm using a white cane so that like let's say I lose all my vision suddenly, I still have like these backups. And right? so you you feel that that's going to make you more independent. Yeah, and yeah. Comfortable. So. White cane's kind of magic, isn't it? Yeah, white canes are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of tell other people, get out of my way. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, so uh, I walk around with my mom a lot at, like, conventions. Um, mm-hmm. I play video games a lot. So there's this um, there's this one convention in Calgary. Uh, it's called the Comic Expo, except it's not, like, the full one in San Diego. It's, oh, okay. It's the, uh, it's basically... Kind of like a knockoff? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. There's a bunch of those. There's yeah. one in Edmonton. There's a lot of them, yes. Yeah, so um, we go there, and then, um, like, the crowd of parts, and then one mom's, like, at, like, other conventions, like, she's like, why isn't everyone moving? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, do you use Braille? To, have you taught anybody, uh, your friends or other family members, how to use any of the Braille? Mm, well, mom learned Braille while I was learning Braille, but although she can't, like, touch it. Okay, she reads it with her eyes, yeah. cheats with it. Yeah, yeah she, cheats, okay. <laughs> she cheats at Braille. Uh, half the challenge is your fingers. Um, so she is... She's getting there. Yeah, she's, yeah she's, she doesn't know any contractions. Oh, okay, so you can still so she, write secret notes and keep yeah. them and she can't read them yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got, so that was sort of my motivation when I was a teen <laughs> to keep writing Braille because I could write letters to my friends or diaries 
uh, and nobody else could read them. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I had um, an older brother. So. I have too many blind friends. To oh, okay, that. so you're not. That's not <laughs> yeah. going to get you. Either. Um, have you always been involved with other people who have vision? Oh involved? yes, completely. Like um, one. So after, so it was a kindergarten. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, kindergarten when I lost my left eye. Okay. So I can see a bit out of my right eye. I'm pretty sure I'm like twenty two fifty now ish. Okay. Sometimes worse on a bad day, sometimes better on a good day. Um, but uh, after I lost my left eye, um, and I lost a bunch of vision, then I started getting involved with um, two organizations, which was CNIB, which, yay, CNIB, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as well as um, ASRAB, which is um, in Alberta. What braille devices do you use? Um, I use a Braille Note Apex, although I'm getting a touch soon, yay. Um, and that's honestly it. So, what's the difference? Uh, so a touch is, uh, it's a big difference. Um, so an Apex is just like what you think of like as a, um, uh, Perkins. It's okay. Very, it's like a Perkins. So I can't, so, there, so most people start off with a Perkins, right? Yeah. Um, but the reason I didn't use start off with the Perkins is because my fingers are really weak. Okay. Um, because I have this thing called Marfan syndrome, which makes my connective tissue weak and blah blah blah. Lots of stuff. So most people start off with a Perkins, but you have to press really hard to use a Perkins. So I started with a Braille note. Okay. Um, and I started with the Apex because I don't think the touch existed when I started. Okay. But um it's like a Perkins. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It's like a Perkins. Um, except you can like Backspace. Oh, okay, so it's kind of like yeah, real display. Yeah, it's, it's okay. a real display. Okay. Um, and then the touch is um like kind of kind of I'm British now. It's kind of <laughs> um, um the braille note touch is um like editable braille display. Oh, okay. And then add an iPad to that. So, Excellent. Yeah, so are you lot. able to braille on it and have your mom see and print what you're brailing? Um. No. Okay. I don't know about the touch. She might be able to on the touch. Okay. I don't know about... The the gig's up then, buddy, right? Yeah. I have not brought my Apex home yet, though. Okay. It's all at school. Have you read any Braille books yet? Um, no. No? I have not. So, that's sort of in the future for you to to be able to use... Yeah. Right now, I I love books. Books are amazing. Uh, I read audiobooks right now. What's your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book. Um, well, okay. My favorite series is The Ranger's Apprentice. It's by John Flanagan. You should totally read it. Okay. Um, it's medieval fantasy. It's great. Um, my favorite book in that series, I don't know, it's probably Royal Ranger one. Okay. And you, have you always listened to audio books? Um, kind of. I don't know when I start. Uh, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. So after, so I was in. Yeah, I stopped after grade three when I had, you know, four consecutive retinal detachments as well as an infection. You know, minor stuff. Uh (laughs) Wow. So, yeah. Um, Then I couldn't see actual books. And I'm still disappointed because I got cut. Like, I got, like, there's a series that I was reading. It was the, um, I forget. But it was a series I was reading. and And I was halfway through it, and then I couldn't read it. And then on all the audiobooks that I used, they didn't have it. So, uh, now I'm, like, halfway through the series, um, and I don't remember anything about it. 
And so now you would have to go back and yeah, I would. and start reading from the beginning yeah. again. Um, it's only a five book series, so it's not that bad. That's not too bad. But um, so I stopped reading like normal books around grade three. Okay. So if you had a dream about things that could be and were available in Braille, what would you like to see that you know something labeled or? I don't know. I haven't used Braille enough in the real world, mm-hmm. like in actual, like out and about and whatnot, to know what there is. Because, um, like, if you don't know what there is, you don't, you don't know, know what there, what there is, isn't. isn't. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's a fair enough question. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you mentioned a couple things about, you know, needing to and, and you know, willingly sort of taking on learning Braille mm-hmm. and using a white cane. If there was someone younger or maybe even a little bit older, someone in your age bracket that was losing vision, what kind of things would you want to say to them? Um, use a white cane. Then you don't have to hang on to your mom. <laughs> also, who, like, I, I find that like a lot of people who use, who like don't use a white cane and probably should start using a white cane, but the reason they're not is because they feel like they're like, all the other kids will be like, Ugh, it's a white cane, they're different, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm a vampire now. Um, <laughs> British and a vampire. You've done good. <laughs> um, but they won't. Honestly, um, I find that, like, especially with kids, adults don't do this much, and they really should do this more. Kids are just curious, and they'll just, like, approach you randomly and be like, why do you have the big stick? And then you'll be like, and then you can explain. Or if, if you're not okay with explaining, just be like, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable with that. But um, people just tend to be curious. To the people with the white cane, people tend to be curious. And people who uh, are like around white canes, just always ask. You can always ask any question. And if they don't feel comfortable answering that, it's okay. And, but, like, don't ask it, like, rudely. Like, oh, why do you have that big, stupid stick? <laughs> um, like, be like, why do you have the big stick? Um, and are you comfortable telling people why you carry a stick? Oh, yeah, completely. Um, like, it's pretty, um, this one person in the hall, like, they'll be, in, like, I'll be walking around in the hall, and this person will be like, uh, why do you have the big stick? <laughs> and then I'll just explain it, and then they'll be like, oh, that's neat. And do they offer to help? Not usually. No? Although I don't, uh, yeah, not usually. Because, like, I feel like kids don't, like, other children don't tend to do that, and most adults don't ask you, which they should. Um, so no one really does ask you to, like, help or whatever. So tell me what your favorite thing to do is when you're not playing video games, because you've mentioned those, (laughs) and you're not reading series of books. What else do you like to do? Um, okay, uh, I really like, um, hmm, I like, hmm. so I'm trying to think of more stuff. That's okay, I um, hear you recently got a new member to your family. Oh, yes, Elsie. Elsie is amazing. Elsie so is tell great. us about Elsie. Um, so, yes, Elsie's fun. Uh, I like hanging out with Elsie. She so, is, so who Elsie, is Elsie? Elsie's a dog. She's a furry furball. Um, she is... 19 months, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 19 months. And I've had her for three years. Um, totally, no, three years, three months. Shoot. Um, <laughs> I've had her for three months. Um, and she is great. And 
She's part of part of a special program. Yeah, she's she? part of a special CNIB program, which you should totally. So tell look us about into. tell us about the program. So the program is called the Buddy Dog Program. Ooh, fancy. We need like a drum roll. <laughs> Buddy Dog Program. Um, so the Buddy Dog Program is basically, in a nutshell, it's, um, let's say you're like a kid and you love dogs and you want a guide dog. Um, then the CNIB might be like, hey, do you want a guide dog? And you're like, yes, please. And then you're like, and then they'll be like, so you're not old enough to get a dog, but but a guide dog, but you can get a buddy dog. And you'll be like, oh, yay. Um, so is a buddy dog a trained guide dog? Kind. So a buddy dog is basically, the best way to describe a buddy dog is a buddy dog is basically just a trained house pet. They can't guide. Okay. They're not legally allowed to guide you, and they can't legally, like, go anywhere special. So, like, you can't legally bring them to, like, I don't know, Superstore. Um, so, they're just, like, a random dog. So, their but, job is to teach you about caring for a dog yes. so that when you're ready to get a guide dog, you are you're know. ready. Yeah. And um, I don't know if this is a thing yet or will be a thing. Uh, but Miriam, who's someone part of the thing, uh, was that said that like there may be a possibility that if you get a buddy dog, you can get a guide dog earlier than most people because you already know a bunch of the stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Zach, thank you for coming to Toronto. I'm looking forward to hearing your story tomorrow. Oh yeah. And me too. thank <laughs> you for coming in to uh, to visit with us. How long are you here for? Uh, until tomorrow. I'm go- I'm flying. You're flying back out tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm gonna have a fun plane ride, I guess. When did you get to Toronto? Uh, yesterday. And did, what, did you get to do anything fun today? Uh, yeah, um, so, back to my dog. Um, oh, sorry. Everything okay. revolves around my dog. No. <laughs> um, so, the person who raised Elsie yes. um, lives near Toronto. So, okay. we flew out here, and then we're like, his name's Jeff. Um, he's a great guy. Um, and then, so I had been emailing with him before, but, um, so we flew out and then we, uh, had lunch with him at, uh, a taco place. Yay, tacos. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we had lunch with him and his wife, Val, uh, and Magic, who's a dog that he's training right now. Okay. Um, so we just, like, chit-chatted about Elsie being weird and... You got the inside scoop on Elsie yes. as a puppy. It's, it's funny because Elsie... So, you know how dogs normally, like, bark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elsie does not do that. She's trained not to, right? No, she's not even trained not to. She, she just, just doesn't. Doesn't. She's not a... But sometimes she gets so excited that she wants to make a noise, but she really doesn't like barking. So she'll just, like, purr when she's really <laughs> excited. So it's funny because we have a dog that purrs. She'll go... <laughs> Somebody hasn't told her she's not a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Well, good luck tomorrow, and have a happy flight back, and thank you again for coming to Toronto. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for flying me out here and paying for it. (laughs) Max started learning Braille in grade six, so only about two and a half years ago. He would like to thank Ms. McDonald, his vision teacher, and Ms. Lopez, his Braille assistant, for helping him learn. His favorite part about Braille is that the other kids at his school think it is cool that he can read Braille. The thing he dislikes about Braille is that he has to miss some of his other classes to learn. 
Zach's favorite author is John Flanagan, who writes the Rangers Apprentice series. His favorite book in the series is book number 13, The Red Fox Clan. If someone was struggling with learning Braille, Zach would say, if you work hard and practice, you might be able to win a creative Braille writing contest. <laughs> Zach is the winner of first prize in the group three story category. His story is called The Statue. According to the contest judge, a good story told in a lively style and a rich vocabulary. A pleasure to read. Zach is going to be reading part of his story. Please help me welcome Zach to the stage. Jump out or forward 
For more CNIB Foundation podcasts, visit cnib.ca slash podcasts.